Thank you for doing Hello. Hi. How are we doing tonight? Yeah, there are people here. Wow. Good evening. Welcome to Chris Tries to Review Wine live here at the lounge at Dixon Place. Yes, how are we doing this evening? Glad to hear it. My name is Chris Barlow, and if you don't know me, all you need to know is that I am an expert, an amateur internet wine expert, which means I do a lot of drunk Googling. And now you can too, because tonight, we are gonna learn the secrets of my proper tasting technique. That is my patent pending method for tasting wine, which I might have already done when I arrived. So we're in for a great show, let me tell you. Tonight, I'll be joined by my special guest, comedian Mary Sella. She and I will be tasting two, count them, two wines together, and this is your chance to get in on the interactive fun, sir. Yes, you, sir. <laughs> by ordering your own glass of wine at the lovely Lounge at Dixon Place Bar. It is conveniently located right next to you. Get yourself a glass of Cab Sauv or a little rosé while I do something every podcast has to do tell you about our sponsors. This episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine is brought to you by the Lounge at Dixon Place. You are currently sitting in the Lounge at Dixon Place. Thank you so much to them for allowing you to sit here. This episode is also brought to you by Dapper Devil Productions. They are the company that produces Chris Tries to Review Wine. So in a way, every episode is brought to you by Dapper Devil Productions. Tonight, however, I am pleased to be joined by some of the Dapper Devils themselves. You will notice they are wearing flannel and ties because that is how classy people dress these days. They're helping out with sound, video, and audio, which is also sound. So say hello to them when you have a chance. Dapper Devil Productions would like to let you know that you can find them on Facebook and Instagram by searching the phrase Dapper Devil Productions. Finally, like every podcast, this podcast is probably brought to you by ZipRecruiter. <laughs> ZipRecruiter is the number one way to, well, I don't really know what ZipRecruiter does, but what I've gathered from other podcast ads is that they are a bounty hunter service <laughs> that will track down people with the talent you seek, kidnap them, bring them to your place of business, and then allow you to judge them like a piece of meat. <laughs> if you approve, you can offer them a job. And if you don't approve, ZipRecruiter will feed them to a lion just for you. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. <laughs> and now that we've taken care of the sponsors, we are ready to begin a real podcast because we are recording this. You notice I have so many microphones in front of me. <laughs> and that is because we are recording a podcast. It's also because I'm here to tell you that I am resigning my position as state's attorney of the state of Illinois. The rumors are true. My wife declined to stand beside me, and that's why this is not an episode of The Good Wife. I'm so sorry. You do have time to leave and go home and watch an episode of The Good Wife, but it is longer than this show, so I would encourage you to stay, because before you know it, you'll be drinking wine and having a great time. Here on a new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Hit it, guys. Recording live at the lounge at Dixon Place, it's Chris Tries to Review Wine live at the lounge at Dixon Place. Featuring your special guest, comedian Mary Sella. A tasting of a Cabernet and a Rosé from the bar at Dixon Place. And your host, the man who puts the Ono oh in wino, Chris Farlow. Wow. 
Thank you, everyone. It is a pleasure to be here tonight at the Lounge at Dixon Place, and it's time to taste some wine, so let me bring out my guest. She is a comedian and one of the co-founders of Little Old Lady Comedy. Welcome to the stage, my friend, Mary Sella. Hello, hello. Wow. How are you? Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, Hi Mary. Do you want to have Chris. a seat? Yes. Let's the lovely folks at Dixon Place got us this chaise lounge so that we can lounge like confident wine drinkers we are. <laughs> oh. Do you have a favorite wine, Mary? I like I like a nice Cabernet Sauvignon. Get out! We have a nice Cabernet oh, Sauvignon wow. right how here. How did you know? You know, it was the cheapest one, so that's how I knew. That's great. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I also like Syrah. Mm. And I also like Zinfandel. And to me, they all, I like, I like those three wines because they taste the same. But I recently looked at a chart of wine and they like are uh, very different. Like polar opposites, <laughs> yeah. like purple and orange is what you're saying? Yeah. Great. Well, that means you have the right kind of palate for Chris Tries to yes, review wine. Exactly. And we're going to begin now with the rosé, because if you don't know, you always want to go lighter wine to darker wine, rosé before red. So we're going to start with this rosé we're going to taste okay. together according to proper tasting technique. This is easy to learn, guys. Mary is going to be our guide. Okay. We begin, as always, with the sniff. Sniff the wine as loudly as possible. Mm. And then confidently look up and say the first word that comes to mind. Glass. Glass. Ooh, a delicate tasting note. I like it. Quick, take a sip before I can ask you any questions. While you sip the wine, be sure to move your mouth as much as possible so that everyone knows how much you're tasting the wine. Mmm. Yes. And then when you're ready, tell us, what do you taste? Bad bugs. <gasps> wow, is that a nice note? Is it kind of like a musky, earthy note? Yeah, it's sort of an earth. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, it just brings me back to the summer when I had bed bugs and I drank a lot of rose. Mm. Interesting. Did the bed bugs enhance the flavor of the rose to you? They really did because I they enhanced my misery and so I needed the rose more than ever, you know. So you're saying the taste of the wine is really subjective to the the overall context of your life when you yes. taste it. That is perhaps the most true statement I've ever anyone has ever said wow. uh, for me. Well, I hope you're all having a terrible day then because this wine is going to taste delicious if you are. Yes. I got to say uh, I'm getting notes of like strawberry jello. Did oh, you taste that? Yes, I really uh -huh. do. I really do. Like if you were going to spike the jello, you got the vodka jello mix, right? This yeah. is like a jello shot, but it's a sophisticated jello shot yeah. for grown-ups. I mean, that that's really what rosé is. Uh, honestly? That's yes, why I like that's it. that's why it's popular. <laughs> Well, I want to tell you just a little bit more about this rosé, okay. thanks to our crack research team. We're drinking Mezzocorona rosé. It's a 2016 estate-grown rosé from the Italian Alps. So this is a very sophisticated rosé. Very sophisticated jello shot. I know. And it is described as having uncommon elegance, harmony, and balance. Do you feel harmony tasting this wine? I really do. Um, <laughs> you sound so peaceful and elegant right now. I don't know how to articulate this, but I feel like I get, uh, I, I feel like there are three different flavor, or those notes, mm -hmm. no, three different notes, and they do sort of harmonize when you say, there's like the one, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's fading, and then it takes me to another place, and then we end in another, and it does sort of, 
uh, taste like the supreme sound. Wow. <laughs> that is a rave review in my book. I, I'm not that excited about this glass of rosé, but I would like to get there. <laughs> so perhaps I'll take another taste in a moment. But we have a second wine to try. We sure do. Ladies and gentlemen, take whatever beverage you have, your beer, your water, your delicious $13 cocktail, and get ready for the sniff. <clears throat> Ooh, what do you smell? Uh, I smell Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, I kind of get some Christmas Eve. Also feet, but Christmas Eve. <laughs> yes, feet. Yeah. Sort of uh, similar in my family. Yeah, I know, right? They go together. Ooh, take a sip. Mmm. Mmm. Wow. That is numbing. Mmm. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's Christmassy in that I often numb my feelings at Christmas. That's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how, how do you feel? Are you still feeling festive as you taste it? I am. Well, my dad used to spike my drinks with red wine when I was a kid on Christmas Eve so that I would sleep. Oh. And I think that's why, to this day, I love red wine. I'm like, Santa's coming tomorrow, you know? Yeah, actually. Oh, wow. You can have Santa Claus visit every night if you just drink enough red wine. It's true. It's <laughs> really true. Oh, I'm enjoying this quite a bit, but I want to know a bit more about it. What is it? It's a 120 Reserva Especial from Chile. I love a Chilean Cabernet Sauvignon, actually. It's I do too. Maybe, maybe my favorite South American wine. That's how sophisticated I am. I have a favorite South American wine. That is very sophisticated. Thank you very much. And guess what? You can have a favorite South American wine, too, if you just say this is your favorite South American wine. <laughs> it is just that easy. Wow. So of these two, which are you enjoying more now? Um, I actually think I'm enjoying the rosé more, which surprises me. Really? Yeah, because this, well, maybe it's because it's warm today. This time of year, I normally, I crave red wine. No, this is a difficult situation because yeah. this is absolutely the beginning of red wine season. Yes. On the podcast, we just finished Cantoberfest, where we drank canned wines for the whole month of October. Oh, wow. And we're now about to dive into Cab-Vember, which is Cabernet Sauvignon Vember. That's the name of the month, according to the Romans. <laughs> and uh, I thought this would be a perfect cab member kind of day. It's, it's November 1st. We should be bundled up watching the leaves change. Yes. However, I went for a bike ride in a tank top today, so yeah. uh, I, guess, I guess I like that. I guess if we're all going to die in a flood, I'd like to bike ride in a tank top in November 1st. I mean, I'm wearing a crop top with no bra, and honestly, I'm sweating, you know? Wow. Yeah. We're getting to know you so well, Mary, and I haven't even interviewed you yet. So sorry, I have a problem where if I'm on stage and I'm not wearing a bra, I have to say it. Well, you know, it's a trigger warning. Everyone has to know. I have to let you know. But what I want to know yes. is a little bit about you. Okay. You're a very interesting comedian because Thank along you. with my friend Ginny Hogan, yes. you have created your own comedy website. Yes, we have, a, we have a humor blog, which you write for all the time. I do sometimes, yes. Chris is one of our, one of our most frequent contributors. We love Thank you. We you. love your stuff. And you were talking about The Good Wife earlier. I love your Good Wife material. Yes, I do love to write about The Good Wife. I am watching every episode from the beginning because otherwise I'll watch the news. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. How'd you guys um, get into doing that? Okay, so Ginny and I, we both write humor pieces for the internet a lot. And, and about a year ago, we were complaining 
that's how any good thing starts, just complaining, <laughs> right? About how we, we would write things and we had no place to send them. And so, because uh, we would write weird stuff because we're both weird. And so we just started our own little website. And what she's really saying is, I'm very weird because I keep writing things for their website. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, we love it. You, uh, love you guys are stuff. expanding it, though. You're moving on to a live show, right? Yeah, we're doing a live show and a podcast. What? The first live show is two weeks from tomorrow. I will Chris be there. Chris will be on it at, at the uh, Green Grape Annex in Fort Greene in Brooklyn. Wow, in Brooklyn. And, you know, <laughs> I'm still committed to attending, but <laughs> this does get me to my other question tonight. Uh, this is something that I think is on the mind of every New Yorker. If you don't know, they just announced the date the L train will shut down. Yeah. And what I want to know is, when is it too soon to start breaking up with my friends who live off the L train. <laughs> like, can I do it over the holidays? That seems like a really convenient time. That does seem like a convenient I time. I think winter for sure, because yeah. who honestly sees other people in the winter? Exactly. So just like, sort of let it fade, fade Oh, you want to do like the slow fade out, like the walk away. Like yeah. the back out of the room, like, yeah. I'll see you later, <laughs> 2022. Exactly, because it's shutting down in April, right? Yeah. So just isolate yourself completely all winter long, and then when spring oh. starts, don't, you just know. Just don't talk to them. Just don't talk to your friends. Wow. Oh, I could totally get into that. That was my alarm going off, <laughs> telling me it's time to get up. And maybe that means it's time for us to take another sip of this wine. <laughs> what do you think about the Cabernet now? I'm getting something that I would describe as um, uh Kind of like a sour vanilla. I was going to say sour. Yeah, like, it's not bad. But no, it, I like it. Yeah, it's like a sour beer. You know, yeah. I want like one, and I, I don't want more than one. Right. Is any, anyone else drinking the Cabernet, do you know what I'm talking about? This kind of sour, yes, I see a nod. That means I'm right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was going to say I actually liked it more on the second sip, but I think that's my fault because I kept that first sip in my mouth for like a really long time. And you know yeah. when you keep wine in your mouth for too long and then you swallow it and you're just like... <sighs> <sighs> you're like, I don't know what I just tasted, but I'm glad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite kind of wine, actually. <laughs> Uh, and I drink a lot of it on the podcast. So if you've never listened to the podcast, there are cards on your tables. For those of you listening at home, you don't know what cards or tables I'm talking about. <laughs> so pick up anything on any table, wherever you are right now, and try to scan it with your phone. If it's the right card, it'll subscribe you to the podcast. Oh, wow. And if it's the wrong card, I, I, I don't know what it'll do. I hope it's something that belongs to you and you're not like on the subway picking up some stranger's wallet trying to scan it. But if you do that, it's not legally my fault, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary, well, Chris. now that we've enjoyed some wine, yeah. you got a minute to maybe uh, tell us some jokes? Yeah, I could do what, that. What, what do you think? Do people like to hear jokes? <laughs> it's like jokes? <laughs> uh, should I do my set lounging like you this? I feel do. like I should. You do you. <laughs> no, I'll stand up. Um, hello. Hi, everybody. Oh, yeah. Which microphone should I use? Does it matter? Oh, you're allowed to talk to all of them. Hello. <laughs> How is everyone? <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. How, uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, everyone having fun? Good, Woo! bartender. Um, I'm doing well. I'm trying to get hotter though. Is anyone else doing that? Yeah, oh my God, right, always. It just requires so much effort though, right? Like it seems really fun to be a perfect 10, but I just don't think it's worth moving to Albany. <laughs> what do I do there? <laughs> I love living in New York. Do you guys like living here? Cool. Okay, a couple of quiet poor people. I relate, I relate, I relate. I love living in New York though. One of my favorite things is seeing celebrities. 
You guys seeing celebs? <laughs> um, I had an exciting uh, celebrity sighting the other day. I saw Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I gotta tell you guys, he was even more beautiful in person. Really, I was uh, astounded. Um, I see celebrities all the time because I'm always looking for them, but what happens to me more often is I think I see a celebrity and then I get closer and it's just a skinny person. Has that ever happened to you guys? It's so hard to tell. I could have sworn I saw Allison Williams from the show Girls the other day. Do you know who she is? Yeah, I got closer. It was just a classroom skeleton dressed in head-to-toe Lululemon. I was like, you gotta be her sister. Cousin, this is crazy. She's very thin, but it's not her fault, right? There's so much pressure on women to be thin. Like, I'm pretty sure that even if I were on death row, I would order a salad as my last meal. You know, just like dressing on the side. Thank you. Um, I talk about my weight on stage a lot, but don't worry. I also think about it constantly. <laughs> Who else? Anyone? Uh, I, I like to watch reality TV, but uh, the, I, I'm not ashamed of it. But the one problem is that sometimes I watch so much of it that I forget what women look like without lip injections. Has that ever happened to you guys? It's eerie. Yeah. Lip, lips are the big trend right now for women. I mean, big literally. I'm sure we've all noticed that, right? But I was thinking about it, and I realized there's one every decade. In the 80s, it was big hair. In the 90s, it was big boobs. In the aughts, it was big butts. Right now, it's big lips. And I am just hoping that next decade's trend for women is big personalities. What do you guys think? What do you think is going to happen? Big personalities? <laughs> OK. Uh, has anyone here heard of the no makeup movement? Oh, you guys don't have internet? <laughs> um, yeah, it's big on social media. It's like always trending. And if you don't know what it is, it's this feminist movement started by men to trick us into sinking down to their level. Okay, I'm not falling for this shit. Women shouldn't stop wearing makeup. Men should start wearing makeup. Have you guys looked in the mirror? You look like shit. <laughs> Put on a little mascara. No, you're very pretty, but like a red lip and your features would pop. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried it? <laughs> that actually felt weird to do because everyone in here is so attractive. <laughs> like this joke might not work. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, I've always been a romantic. Like I, I have an older brother, and when we were growing up, he was obsessed with Star Wars, and I was obsessed with any romantic comedy that starred Meg Ryan. Yeah, you know they're both fantasies. The only difference is that my brother got action figures and I got unrealistic expectations about how my hair would look short. So <laughs> I have to learn that lesson the hard way. I really wanted a Meg Ryan doll though, so once I, I took one, and I took one of my Barbies and I tried to turn her into one. Like I cut all her hair off, but then I realized that Barbies only come with clothes that strippers would be too shy to wear on the pole. You know, they'd be like covering their pussies. <laughs> Does anyone else think it's weird to give Barbies to little girls? No? <laughs> yeah. We're basically just saying, hey, honey, why don't you play with this hot slut? <laughs> I'm sorry if that word offended anyone. I know it can be a trigger. I want to make it clear I would never call a woman a slut. But Barbie is a nasty little whore, OK? <laughs> she fucked everyone, and I know that because I made her do it. <laughs> she liked it, though. She was hungry for every hippo. <laughs> you know, She gobbled up all the balls. <laughs> Oh, come on. I know I'm not the only person in here who made her Barbie teabag. Don't put that on me. <laughs> it's okay. I'll do one more joke. I'll do one more joke. Is that good? You guys ready for my last joke? <laughs> okay, this is... A, I have a question for the women. You don't have to answer it. There are only a few of us here. But do, do any of you know, like, the second you get your period? You do? That's amazing. I never know. 
because, okay, for the guys in here, what happens is you feel a drip, but sometimes my pussy just drips because I got a real good juicy one, you know? So when I feel that drip, I never know if it's blood or if it's just that good good. I got to go check it out. <laughs> and on that note, I got to go to the bathroom. So Chris, go back up here. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. Thank you that so was much. a delicious note to end on. I'd love to bring us back to the wine for our final tasting. Okay. I, I feel like we're going to have some real deep thoughts after that. <laughs> would you like to begin with a final sip of the rose? I would. Who else I is would. drinking the rose tonight? Take a final sip with us. Let us know what you think. Mmm. Is it the good, good? <laughs> It is. I, that, that tasted to me floral and a little savory. Wow. Savory like like a sour cream and onion chip savory? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Decadent. Wow. Do you see how if you just keep getting drunk, your tasting notes get more and more interesting? Yes. And that's what we learn every week on Chris Tries to Review Wine. <laughs> Quick, let's take a final sip of the Cabernet. Hmm. I'm going to be a bold host, and I'm going to just tell you my thoughts. The Cabernet Sauvignon is the winner because it's $7. It is very flavorful and delicious. Tell me if I'm right. Yes, it's good. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am right. Thank you very much for that. You're so enthusiastic. I, I am so glad we could share our passion for this wine with you right in this moment. Thank you so much for sharing. Yes, this was wonderful. Wow. <laughs> I could almost words say same. So thank you, Mary. Thank you thank for joining you. us. Thank you And so thank much. you, everyone, for joining us. Mary Sella is one of the writers of Little Old Lady Comedy, which you can find at littleoldladycomedy.com. Yes. And you can see live two weeks from tomorrow yes. somewhere in Brooklyn. You can also drink wine there. Wow. I know I'm going. Again, because I committed before I knew it was in Brooklyn. But I hope to see you there, too. And for everyone at home, I hope to see you there and hear you here next week on another new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Thanks for joining us. Chris Tries to Review Wine is a Dapper Devil production, and our free live show was presented by Dixon Place. Our audio engineer was Nick Brigadier, house management by Ian Brodsky, and our crack team of researchers was led by Kim Sincata. You can find out more about Dixon Place at dixonplace.org, and you can see pictures from the live show at our website, ChrisTriesToReview.wine. That's Chris tries to review dot wine.